and all the aggravating ironies, I'm leaving you this this message and the one I just sent you about Jedi from my iPhone in the web browser at your hindsightless website on Anchor. And then in order to send the message, I have to log in because I wasn't logged in through the browser. So I log in through the browser and it says, why not do this through the Anchor app? It pops up the little ribbon at the top of the iPhone screen where I can just switch over to the Anchor app. It's like, well, gee, I would really love to do it through the Anchor app, except you took that away. Oh my gosh, I got to get out of here before I stop driving F-bonds. Talk to you later. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head. But mostly role-playing games, because they are still, and always will be, totally awesome. You heard BJ there at the top of the show just talking about how awesome Anchor is. God damn, I can't believe they're still telling people to use the app to send messages. It's crazy. Another thing I've noticed is it takes a lot longer for the Anchor messages to show up now on my phone. When I first go to the message feature, it says, you don't have any messages. Please ask your listeners to send some in. And then after a few seconds, it'll pop up. But I don't like that either. (laughs) I don't like that at all. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll hear more from BJ um, we'll hear more from BJ about Jedi, like he mentioned. We'll talk to Jason about um, cool dragon fights that Jules ran and just about being a good player. We'll talk to Carl about communications and group dynamics. Um, and then after that, I'm going to talk about Conan. And now this is a response to the discussion that's been going on on Jason's show, Nerds RPG Variety Cast, in episode 395 and 397. Uh, His latest episode, Blue Shadows, and then episode 395, I think it's Recaps and Mailbags. Uh, A discussion going on about Conan. And so, yeah, I was going to leave Jason a big, long message, but I decided this would be better. (laughs) But that'll be at the end of the show. So if you don't care about that, you won't have to listen to me talk about Conan. um, Because that'll be that'll that'll be the end of the show. I'll wrap up before then and then then we'll have the Conan talk. But yeah, first off. This is the first week of the NFL American football season. And so we're going to kick it off with a call from Carl about football. So, Carl, what what would they say before a football game? You know, if it was boxing or something, you could say, let's do it. I don't know. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, Joe. Happy first football Sunday. I know you're more of a hoops fan but I'm a football fan or I try to be, although I don't know. I, the last few years, I usually used to play religiously fantasy football, but I haven't, I just haven't gotten into it. I don't know. I think maybe when the time that we just had needed a filler team and we picked everything random and the filler team went to the playoffs, I really had how much bullshit fantasy football was, but um, <laughs> maybe that was part of it. Um, it, it, it definitely hasn't been anything that the NFL has done politically, or maybe it's the lack of action that they've taken 
on certain fronts. Um, maybe they're being more proactive now. Um, for example, the Deshaun Watson thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. My, my wife is still into it. Maybe I'm kind of disappointed because um, uh, Russell Wilson went to the Broncos. He's the, now the big trader. So. Yeah, dude, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk some sports ball, Carl. Uh, so it is now Tuesday as I record this after the first Monday night game where I watched the Seattle Seahawks beat the crap, even though they only won by one, <laughs> out of trader Russell Wilson, even though he's not a trader, uh, the Denver Broncos. Nobody thought the Seahawks would win that game. They did win that game, and it was awesome. I am so glad Russell Wilson is out of Seattle. I haven't liked that guy for a long time. Yes, he helped bring a Super Bowl to Seattle, but, you know, Trent Dilfer brought a Super Bowl to Baltimore, and what does that mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got no love for Russell Wilson. I think he's kind of a dick. I think he treated his first wife really shitty. Um, yeah, you know, ditched her and traded down for a younger model, you know. Yeah, I just think I, Russell sucks. He's a fine quarterback. I mean, granted, he's way, way better than Dak Prescott, who is the most overhyped, overrated quarterback probably in the history of all quarterbacks. At best, Dak is mediocre. He's hurt. Every year, again, he's out for six to eight weeks after the first game in which the Cowboys lost, which made me super happy. Uh, I hate the Cowboys. Uh, The Patriots also lost. The Dolphins beat the shit out of them. That was amazing. I hate the Patriots. Tampa Bay won, but that's only because they were playing the Cowboys, who are just a terrible, terrible team. Uh, They have been for decades, but... Because they play in one of the worst divisions in football, everyone, especially on ESPN, talks about how the the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league. That hasn't been true for years and years. So, yeah, you know, I was excited to watch the game last night. It was really cool to see Seattle go out there wearing their ugly, ugly uniforms, but still win the game. That ruled. Because, again, nobody was saying that Seattle would win that game. It was basically a foregone conclusion that Denver was going to walk in there and, you know, march in there and walk all over the Hawks. But that didn't happen. That did not happen. Yeah, so awesome, man. (laughs) You got Jules talking about rugby. You got me talking about football. That that's I appreciate that, Carl. That's really cool. So let's, um, I I have no idea who's next. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how podcasting works anymore. (laughs) Let's find out who's next. Hey, Joe, it's BJ. If you want to build a Jedi in 5th edition, I think there are probably various routes you could go. But the first one that comes to mind for me is to play a warlock and uh, leverage the warlock's magical abilities to replicate all the mystical stuff Jedi can do with the Force and then choose the... Uh, Pact of the Blade, so that their uh, warlock weapon uh, can be a, you know, you can use a sword or a rapier or something, and it becomes magical by nature, so it kind of functions as a lightsaber. That's how I would do it, if it was me. Um, maybe I'll whip up a character like that and, and uh, share it with you uh, when I get a, a few spare moments. Anyway, great episode. Talk to you later. 
Thank you for bringing us back down to some gaming talk, man. Thank you, BJ, for bringing us back on course. A Jedi Warlock. Okay, yeah, I can see it. I love Pact of the Blade. The first first fifth edition character I ever played was a Pact of the Blade Warlock. I love everything about it. And people, I hear people on the internet talking crap about that build. And I don't really know why. I think, you know, because... They don't have as many hit points, maybe, and can't wear heavy armor, but there are a lot of ways to work around that. You take the Devil's Sight evocation and cast Darkness, get out of town, dude. Like, your your buddies are going to be bummed, but you'll be able to see the enemy, and they more than likely won't be able to see you. And that rules. <laughs> yeah, Warlocks are awesome. Um, You could sort of flavor Eldritch Blast as, like, the force choke <laughs> or force lightning um, in Pathfinder. They do have a spell called suffocation that you could. Yeah. If you built like a, I don't know. I don't know, man. Cause with the Jedi, you got to have the ability to, to fall. Right. If I, warlocks. So, I mean, I guess if you piss off your patron, but there's no like reverse warlock. I guess. Well, it's sort of, uh, cleric. <laughs> Cleric's kind of the good version of a warlock, right? I don't know, man. I'm just sort of rambling. Um, I think a Jedi warlock would be awesome. And if you do build it, let me see it. I, I would want to see that. Uh, yeah, you could play a Jedi warlock in Starfinder. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But yeah, BJ, it's always good to hear from you, man. I appreciate I appreciate you putting forth the effort. Uh, goddamn anchor, man. <laughs> but thanks, dude. Right on. Uh, all right, up next we got Jason. We got it wouldn't be a show without Jason. Hey, Joe, Jason here. Glad you got some gaming in. Jules's game sounds like a lot of fun. Can't wait to hear her recap it on her show. As far as Carl's call, yep, you know, sometimes I'm that bad player in both your groups. There's no question about it, but you just have to just work with each other, try to communicate as far out as advanced as possible if you can't make a game, and don't be a dick, right? I think that's the key, don't be a dick. Um, I, I, I think hearing Carl's calls, and not just his calls, but other people's calls that come to my podcast, the anchor web browser is one of the worst methods to leave a message sound quality wise you know i mean if that's the only way somebody can leave message then i definitely want them to leave message that way but it's definitely if you have other options they're better off doing the other options because that sound quality on the web browser really sucks so i knew that hey dude talk to you later yeah, and you heard BJ at the top of the show talking about other problems with using the Anchor browser. Um, but speaking of Carl, we're going to hear from him right after right after this. But yeah, dude, I, as far as communication goes, Jason, you're you're a good communicator. You're on top of things. You let us know as soon as you can about. Uh, if you're going to be late, you know, your schedule is the most hectic schedule. Probably you work insane hours with a crazy long commute. I hear you, dude. Um, but yeah, 
you know, like you said, communication is the key and not being a dick. <laughs> That's the other key. Uh, so yeah, dude. And Jules's game was awesome. Uh, I have no idea when or where or if it will ever be released, but hopefully she'll at least talk about it on one of her episodes coming up. Cause I, like I said, I don't want to say too much about it. Other than that, it was really, really fun. Um, Sven meat shield fire forge and the barbarian were sweet teammates <laughs> Who really did a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Never bring a knife to a gunfight, right? Uh, um, but I do... Oh, I can't even say that. I don't want to say that. Um, yeah, I, I have I have a lot to say about it. But it was cool. It was super fun. So thanks for the call, man. Uh, and yeah, let's let's hear what Carl has to say about what his plans are moving forward for dealing with problems that come up in the group. Okay, now for some gaming-related content. Thank you for uh, explaining kind of what you do. That's definitely very helpful. I think though, what what I might do, I, mean, I have a tendency to let things kind of go, um, but I know I've had a couple players complain about disruption in one group or another. And I'm just going to say, well, go talk to them about it. If you don't like what they do, tell them and uh, keep, you know, have them be, you know, grown up about it. Confrontational. (laughs) People don't like to be confrontational. And and then uh, I know something that I have done though is, you know, sometimes I read box text or I like to describe something uh, in a game and then um, people have a tendency to talk over. So now I'm just stopping and letting them, you know, wait till they realize that I'm not talking anymore. And then um, I'm going to say I'm not going to talk over people and uh, go from there. I That's a totally valid approach, dude. You, talking over people, that's not all that cool, especially if someone already starts talking and then people start talking over that person. Like, yeah, it it happens, you know, you get excited about something and it'll happen. But if you're making a habit of that, it's really not cool. But yeah, just the, the practice of just stop talking, you know, that's that's a nicer way to deal with it than being like, hey, can you two shut the fuck up? We're trying to play a game because n- nobody wants to do that. Like, again, these are our friends that we're, <laughs> that we're playing with. But I also agree with talking to your players. If they have a problem with a player, be like, cool, I've talked to them. Maybe you talk to them too. Like the dungeon master does not and should not be the only person involved in making the group work. There needs to be buy-in from everybody or at least some of the other players on making the group work. So yeah, dude, I, I... fully endorse both of those tactics um i think i think those are ah fuck me yeah i screwed up my knee again today that's pretty fun getting an mri this weekend and we'll take it from there after that but not 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 ideal right now that's what i get for walking around i guess (laughs) anyway um yeah thanks for that carl i think that was awesome um okay so next up 
I'm going to be going into a discussion that's going to touch on some sensitive topics. Uh, talking about the Conan stories. Talking about the perceived sexual violence that takes place in some of those stories. I'm obviously not going to be going into any graphic details or anything like that. But if you want to avoid that discussion, that's totally cool. This is the end of the show. I'll sign off after that. But there's not going to be any more talk of anything um, after that. So, yeah, let me just say thanks now to Jason, BJ, and Carl for the messages. I appreciate it, boys. Uh, and yeah, man, I, uh, I, I did play <laughs> at time of recording yesterday. I played in another game of nerds RP or sorry of the nerds role-playing game nerds D and D. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming out on Jules's show. Uh, that was a really fun episode. I played purple, the wizard. <laughs> it's a very, puzzly episode i i thought it was cool it was fun we had a, i i personally had a lot of fun with it which was good because that day sucked <laughs> so stay tuned for that but before that one even comes out there is another nerds episode that's coming out where i play a bard that forgot to get published so that's going to be coming out sooner than later <laughs> so stay tuned for that where i play a nerd bard but then it's coming up to the group uh adventure there's only a couple solo adventures left and then it's the finale with the whole group so we'll see what jules decides to do with that but yeah that was super fun um all right well yeah again that's it folks if you don't want to hear me talk about robert howard's conan stories you can stop here otherwise let's get into it so there's been a debate going around on nerds rpg variety cast about whether Conan, the character from the Robert E. Howard stories, is rapey. I personally don't see it as a debate. I think he clearly is. Um, but there, there's been some arguments. There, there's a scene from a book called The Frost Giant's Daughter where Conan clearly and demonstrably takes a woman by force. Now, the argument on the opposition side that that's not rape is that She's a mythical being who cast a spell on Conan and he couldn't control himself. You know, I, I, I get that these are stories. I totally understand that. These aren't real events that are happening, 100%. But I don't personally find the argument of, oh, she cast a spell on me, I couldn't control myself, to be very comfortable. I find it pretty uncomfortable. The whole idea of sirens in general is all about putting the blame onto the woman. Oh, she cast a spell on me. She turned me on so much I couldn't control myself. And I don't particularly find that to be, you know all that appealing of an argument. Now, granted, again, this is a story and there's magic involved, sure, but there are other examples of Conan being very, very aggressive towards women all throughout those stories. <laughs> all throughout them. It's not just in Frost Giant's Daughter. It's not just in Red Nails. Um, and so, yeah, when, the, when this discussion got started up a week or so ago, 
I, I went back to some of my Conan books. I have two collections. I have The Coming of Conan and then The Conquering Sword of Conan. And I, I've read both of them multiple times. And I went back to try and, you know, go through the Howard stories again. And I, I, I just kind of can't anymore. Like, I, you know, there's some really fun, awesome adventure ideas in those stories for sure. There's some okay writing, um, but just the overt vitriolic racism and misogyny, it's, it's, it's too much for me these days. I can't do it. And if that makes me, you know, some sort of liberal snowflake, whatever, then so be it. I mean, I'm not out here trying to ban books. Can't say that about conservatives, but that's a different story altogether. Um, yeah, by the way, if you're into banning books... We don't agree. Like, that's an awful thing that you're doing. <laughs> I don't think anyone out there listening to this does agree with banning books. I would sure as hell hope not. Because, yeah, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to say nobody should read Conan or anything. I've read him a bunch, and I've gotten enjoyment out of it. But I just don't anymore. It's just too much. I was reading a story... I forget the title of it, but where Conan, he's trying to become like warlord of either the Kush or the Punts, I think, two African-based tribes, um, which Howard talks over and over and over again about how they are not as smart as Conan and they are way more superstitious and stupid than Conan. Um, yeah. And it, it's just, it's just really bad. <laughs> it's just really, really bad. And so I, I, I couldn't do it, man. It's cool. He's trying to go get the teeth of Gualor or something. And he finds that, you know, the, the passed out white lady, who is the god because the white people came and settled this land um, and brought culture to the African type people, of course, right? Uh, that's the whole Howard's master race idea. Um, and yeah, I just, um, I, I, I couldn't finish it. Uh, I, I don't like the misogyny. I don't like the racism. I don't like the whole might is right thing. At one point in the discussion, Taylor of Cleric's Wear Written Mail read a quote from Conan, one of the stories, where Conan says something to the effect of, if you're strong enough, you can force your will, your country, or your culture onto other people. And no man, no man has ever called me a weakling. That's Conan explicitly saying that he can do whatever he wants because he's stronger. Might makes right. It's not about who's the smartest or the cleverest or the kindest or the most compassionate or can grow the most food or any of that. Nope. Nope. It only has to do with how strong you are. And I think that's a really, that's just really bad, you know? And I, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. And like the whole, the whole siren thing is just, that whole idea of Conan not being able to control his instincts. It's, it's, 
it's demeaning towards women and men, right? It's demeaning towards men. Um, it, it's Howard being like, I, you know, I, th- I think Howard was dealing with some deep, deep seated repressed feelings that he had that he wouldn't let out. Um, yeah, I think in a lot of his descriptions, it comes out though. Uh, but yeah, just some deep repressed feelings that he was dealing with that comes out in his writing. And that's what writing's for. It's for trying to exercise some demons. If that's what you need to do, you can explore dark places, but at a certain point, it becomes almost, I don't know, man, where you're just writing to demean a people. And that's what a lot of his stories do. They demean a people. And yeah, I I, I don't know. I was going to send in this message or a message like this to Jason's show, but I couldn't get it under like, three or four minutes and I didn't want to take up a whole chunk of his show because nobody listens to his show to hear me ramble. That's what you come here for, right? So yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's where I am with Conan. I I tried it recently and I just couldn't I couldn't get past it. Um if you like Conan, that's cool. This isn't saying people who like Conan stories are bad or anything like that. There, like I said, there are some very cool stories. I love the Conan movies because um, they're not like the stories. <laughs> they're not like the stories. Oh, man. So I don't know. I don't know. That's just my ramble for this show, I guess. I will. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to stop here. I'm going to get out of here. I'll talk to you guys on the other side. Alright everybody, well, like I said I'll keep this real short, thanks for listening Uh, thanks again for the calls to BJ, Jason and Carl, you dudes are awesome thanks for the discussion inspiration to Joe and Taylor Uh, you guys are awesome and I will talk to you all soon, take care of yourselves and be safe, peace out